Roller coaster, say what? <laughs> Podcast, say what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Being on a podcast is nowhere near like being on a roller coaster, although this podcast may make you feel sick. Uh, That's the only similarity, but hopefully you don't throw up all over the place, because uh, what a show we have today. We're talking about uh, donuts. We're talking about, yeah, everyone loves donuts, right? So uh, that's going to be good. We're talking about uh, Guys and girls who, uh, have you ever been a weekend trucker? You ever uh, been out in your pickup truck or your minivan and suddenly you think you're a trucker? We're going to be talking about uh, sidewalks. There's something on the sidewalk that I got a beef with and you might have been responsible for it. So we're going to get into that. Uh, We're going to be talking about students and bumper stickers. The correlation, uh, you might figure it out, but... uh, We are going to be discussing that. And, of course, your friend, not my friend, Dr. Ascot, my uh, online therapist, my in-studio therapist will be here. Rather jump off the edge of a building, but nonetheless, I got to do it or I might get the pink slip. But you haven't got the pink slip. We're clear to go right here on the Harlan Highway. First he's a crow, then he's my crew. There's 20,000 beings in this single dude He entertains Right from his brains From his mind to yours is like a bullet train Fires random thoughts Off the top of his head He's as surprised as you are hearing what he said So let's all enjoy He's got a lot to say Open your mind It's the Harland Welcome to the Harland Highway. Okay, can I can I tell you about something really creepy? All right, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in this town, and uh, they've got this chain of donut stores that I love. Right, I'm up in Toronto, Canada, doing a big comedy festival. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but uh, I am. I'm like Krusty the Clown on from The Simpsons. Um, and I'm doing the comedy festival, and right down the street from my hotel, there's this donut shop. It's a Canadian institution. It's called Tim Horton Donuts. <laughs> and, yes, Tim Horton was a hockey player for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So when people say Canadians love their donuts and their hockey, well, Tim Horton's kind of uh, encapsulates the whole experience. It it merges the two together. It splices them together. And I'm surprised you just don't see people going into Tim Hortons to uh, copulate. It's like, oh, my God, hockey and donuts. Take your clothes off, Marge. Oh, yeah, lay me down on a honey cruller and let's get it on. <laughs> um, so, anyways, they're all over the city. And right by my hotel, kitty corner to my hotel is a major hospital, Okay. And as you're walking down the street, like less than a block away from the hotel, there it is, a Tim Horton Donuts. You can see the sign from the street. You can see the donuts staring at you through the window. They're like big, giant owl eyes. You know, remember the eyes in uh, Shrek when Puss in Boots would make those big kitty eyes? Right, those pleading little 
black velvet kitty eyes. That's what the donuts are doing. They're sitting in the window, like almost seducing you to come in and eat them. They look like big eyes. So you're walking by and you're like, wow, I got up. This is, I'm Canadian. I'm here. This is what it's all about. I'm going in for a donut. So I start like walking down the sidewalk and there's no door. There's no apparent entrance to this donut shop. And I'm like, wait, what is this? A donut museum? Is this a donut uh, Christmas window? What, what the hell's going on here? Why can't I get to these donuts? But then I see people going in. But they're going in from inside the building. And I'm like, oh, there must be a mall or something here. So I start walking up, and it's like, welcome to St. Mary's Hospital or something. And I'm like, wait a minute. Am I going into a hospital? So sure enough, the donut shop, which I find creepy, is in the in the lower level, the ground floor of a hospital. And I'm thinking, wait, isn't this donut shop half the reason this hospital is full? I mean, isn't this why the heart ward is, like, doing surgeries right now to remove donut gunk from people's arteries? So that creeped me out. But then as I'm walking in, there's big signs on the on the window of the hospital. It says, danger, you are entering a hazardous area. If you have a cough or a fever or a cold, please, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, damn, man. I just want, like, a ch- chocolate-glazed donut. I don't want, like, uh, H2N1 or whatever it is, R2-D2 or VH1, R2-D2 Contravirus or what. I don't know what the names of these things are. And uh, I'm like, God, this is a little morbid, but I want my donut. So I keep going, and I actually enter into the lobby of the hospital. So there's like the registration desk and all of a sudden that wave of hospital stink hits me in the face. You know, it's a mixture of like blood and antiseptic and needles and old people's skin. It just all hits you in the face with a trace of like leukemia and a trace of uh, stroke. It's all in the air there. You know that hospital smell? The minute you smell it, you're like, okay, my life's just about done. This is not good, right? So I walk in the lobby, and there's like a guy in a cane hunched over. He looks like uh, the Grinch that stole Christmas. There's there's old people. There's a, someone going across the hallway in a walker. There's people in wheelchairs. There's a you know guy who looks like Stephen Hawkins' lover. I mean, good Lord, man, it's just depressing. But I keep going, and I turn the corner, and I go in the donut shop, and I'm like, okay, sanctuary, right? I order my donut, my donuts, my hot chocolate, even though it's summer. You got to have the Canadian hot chocolate. It's literally a 103-degree heat wave, but here's me ordering hot chocolate because that's, you know, we're just programmed. We're like Pavlov's dog. So I'm ordering my donuts, and I look to the left of me, and sure enough, there's a guy in scrubs, like a surgeon or some young doctor guy, the full, like, green scrubs. I'm like, great, this guy's, you know, going to have, like, a a maple donut and then go cut someone's belly open and take their spleen out. So I'm getting a little turned off my donuts, and then what really, I, I pan down, and the guy's got the scrubs, and he's got the, the uh, stethoscope hanging around his neck. 
And then I look down, and the guy's got Birkenstocks on. You know the the sandals that the Swedish guys wear when they go hiking? Yeah, the Birkenstocks, yeah. So I look down, he's got the Birkenstocks, no socks, and his giant, like, really, he had those elongated toes like a sloth. Like at night, I, I figure he doesn't have an apartment. He just, like, climbs up a tree backwards and makes a nest out of leaves and old donut bags and stuff. He's up there cuddling his uh, stethoscope. And I'm just like, this is this is the weirdest donut experience I've ever had, man. So I get my donuts and my hot chocolate, and I walk out back into the lobby of the, the uh, hospital. And the old guy that was propped up against the wall is now, like, hunched over. He's almost impaled himself on his own cane. He's, like, nodded off, and he's, like, kind of fallen over on himself. Almost looks like he's trying to lick his own you-know-what. I know, morbid, but that's how hunched over he was. And then I just get out of there, and I, I... get out and I get out on the street and I run home to my hotel and I eat my donuts. But the whole time I'm eating them, I'm feeling two things. This donut's going to put me in the hospital. Or all I could think about was sick people with each bite I took. So anyway, some of the weirder donuts I've ever had. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Just saying, you know, try and get your donuts at a truck stop or at a 7-Eleven or a legitimate donut shop. You should never in your life have to enter a hospital and go for donuts. I mean, can you just imagine you're in there and it's like, Dr. Smith, Dr. Smith to uh, donuts, Dr. Smith to donuts, your hot chocolate is ready, Dr. Smith from heart surgery, your maple donuts and your Hawaiian sprinkles on the third floor, Dr. Smith, Dr. Smith to donuts. Can you imagine? Canadians love their donuts so much. They would. They'd just run out of surgery. Beep, beep, beep. I got to go, ladies. Uh, where are you going, doctor? My donuts are ready. Beep, 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 So there you go. There's my weird donut story. Let's move on. I got to clear my head. Ugh. Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, big fan? Come on. I'm a Denny's truck driving type of guy. Yeah, you do that, guys, right? You get out on the weekend. You go up to the farm or you go out to visit a buddy somewhere down the highway or you're going to the cottage or you're going out to drive your dirt bike. You got the cut-off shirt sleeves and the baseball hat, the dirty, oily one. You got your pickup truck, and you know, during the week, you work at, you know, Hewlett Packard or Merrill Lynch, or you work at a school or a law firm, but every now and then, you get to put on the old jeans and the dirty boots. You get in that truck, and you motor out to your friend's place, and you just feel like a truck driver, right? Isn't that nice? just kind of start to feel like a redneck. You pull into Denny's. The hostess is at the door. Table for one, sir? No, I'm a truck driver. I'm going to go right up to the counter and sit right at that counter. And I'm going to drink apple juice and have a full moon over my hammy. 
I'm going to balance it on my forehead, flip my head back, and grab it right out of the air like a seal. Wow, you really are a truck driver. That's right, baby. Give me a banana split for the road. I'm going to eat it while I'm standing in my sunroof and steering with my feet. Oh, my God, you're a professional truck driver. You got that right. Yeah, it's a good feeling, man. Feels good just to feel like a big old rumbly, tumbly, gruffy old truck driver, man. You even walk a little different, don't you guys? Kind of strut on in there. Armpit hair flapping in the breeze. Got a little stubble going on. Maybe a few flies around you for effect. And they're actually cool. It's like, yeah, I just came in off the dusty road. These flies are with me. Now give me that full moon over my hammy. Yes, sir, Mr. Truck Driver. <laughs> or is this just my fantasy, people? I don't know. I'm a weekend Denny's truck driving kind of guy, man. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't put it on you dudes out there. Or even if there's some of you ladies that like to do it. Good for you. I'll see you at Denny's. Skip the table. Sit at the counter with the rest of us weekend truck drivers. Rolling down the Harlan Highway. Where's my full moon over my hammy? Coming right up, truck driver. It's Harlan Williams. <laughs> And sticking with the theme of transportation, our most primitive form of transportation is probably walking, right? So here's something that has uh, recently started to annoy me. But you ever walk down a city sidewalk or just about anywhere, any public walking area, but primarily a sidewalk in a city, and you look down... And it looks like the sidewalk has melanoma, right? There's just these big black blobs, big black, like they look like giant moles, like the ones from John Boy Walton's face, stuck to the, uh, the uh, you know, the lightly colored cement of the sidewalk. And no, it's not melanoma. The sidewalks don't have cancer, but what they do have is juicy fruit and double mint and double bubble and trident and Febreze, or if that's even a gum. What I'm getting at is there is more gum on our city sidewalks. It's almost like son of flubber out there. Like if you're a woman and you drop your baby... Have no fear. There's so much gum on the sidewalk, your baby will bounce right back up into your hands. Oh, that's a good baby. I mean, what the hell? I didn't realize how much gum we chew. Just next time you're out walking, really take a look. It looks like you're you're walking on a Dalmatian skin carpet. Okay? It looks like someone peeled 101 Dalmatians and laid their hides down on the sidewalk. I did not realize we chew so much gum, and I didn't also realize that people are so careless with disposing of their gum. Clearly, they just, like, hork it onto the side. (laughs) (laughs) Done with that one. All the flavor's gone, man. (laughs) 
I mean, I could see people walking on the sidewalk and they spit it on the side of the road or out into the street. But apparently people are just dropping it or spitting it right all over the sidewalk. And it's just getting grinded in. Big blotches. It's like walking across Pippi Longstocking's face if you were a flea, right? Just freckles. Big black freckles all over the sidewalk. It is bizarre. And I don't think there's anything that eats gum except for humans. You know, I don't think there's like a a parasite in nature that biodegrades gum or eats it. You know, it's not like cockroaches even, the lowest like life form on the planet that we know and hate. You know, they'll run around our kitchen and eat a crumb or a piece of celery or uh, even a piece of garbage. But, hell, we're not eating no gum, man. You can't swallow that stuff. No, no gum for us. Like nothing gets rid of the gum. So it just sits there on the sidewalk and speckles everything. Every now and then at night, late at night, you'll see like a street washer, right? One of those guys with the high pressure hose. (laughs) Looks like he's standing at the foot of Niagara Falls, all the steam and the spray going up. the hell are you doing buddy just getting the gum oh do you work for the city no i love gum cost too much i'm gonna scrape it all up and eat it so i don't know man is it time to be a little more cautious with your gum and you can't swallow it right because there's that old myth that it lives in your stomach for seven years like what, what the hell is that theory I've never checked it out on, on uh, Google or anything, but I'm willing to bet that's a crock. It's like, you know, people accidentally swallow coins. They swallow sunflower seeds. They swallow Anything you swallow pretty much passes through. Why is gum the exception? It's not like gum is buoyant and it floats above all the other waste in your bile. It's not like gum's alive, like it's a little critter, like... You know, as everything starts to move into your your intestine, the gum's like, I'm flexible. I will form some arms, and I will press my arms against the walls of your stomach, and I will, I will stay back from all this other crap. Goodbye, corn niblets. Goodbye, eggs. Goodbye, chicken pot pie. Look at me pressing against the walls, hanging on, waiting for the next batch of food to come down. I will sit here for seven years. I will live out my entire lifespan. I will stay here until I die of old age, and then I will pass at seven years. Like, what the hell, man? Some guy, like, tag a water gum. You know, some guy's putting some juicy fruit in his mouth, and some guy ran up with a harpoon. Ah! Put like a radio collar in the back of the gum. Some guy swallowed it, and they're tracking him down the street with headphones and an antenna. What's the status, Jim? Looks like the gum's still in his stomach. Good Lord, it's been six and a half years. Yeah, well, at seven, it'll probably come out. Let's keep going. Pretty bizarre theory, man. Oh, well. Hey, maybe, uh, you know, one of you is go buy a scuba suit, right? Go jump down your friend's throat and see what happens down there. 
in the seven-year itch. Hey, everybody. Harlan Williams here with you on the Harland Highway. And tell me if this was wrong. Give me your opinion. Uh, I have a friend who has one of, the, you know, one of these parents who won't stop bragging about their kid being the smartest kid at the school and being on the honor roll and being a real bright bulb on the tree and genius and nobody's smarter than my kid, blah, blah, blah. So here's what I did. I couldn't take it anymore, man. I bought one of those big bumper stickers, okay, that says, my stu- my uh, my kid is an honor student at Glendale High School. Okay, I got one of those bumper stickers, and I slapped it on its face, right over its eyes. And I kind of pushed them towards a helicopter that was coming in for a landing. I said, you're so smart. So you walk into that helicopter. Genius. Huh. Well, guess what? No more kid. Um, you know, wasn't that smart. You think with all those brains, you think a kid with his eyes covered, wandering onto a helipad, could maneuver around the rotating blades of a chopper. Guess you weren't so smart there, genius. Oh, well. Maybe, uh, maybe my friend will have another kid. And they'll be geniuses and keep their mouth shut about them. Ha <laughs> ha. Payback. Education, man. I'm just learning how to shut them up. Yeah, I don't really get how people want you to react when when you're driving behind them and they've got a, a sticker that says, my kid is an A student or my kid's on the honor roll. I mean, are we supposed to, like, pull up beside you and honk the horn and be like, yeah, all right, your kid got a good report card. Hey, okay, hey. You know, I don't know. What, what What do you want from us? Do you want us to come over and give you a prize, give your kid a scholarship? Pull over, pull over. What, what? I want to give your kid uh, $700,000 and pay for his college. I can't believe his achievements. I don't know. There's some weird bumper stickers out there. You've seen the ones with the family, right? You get these bumper stickers where it's like a, the father and the mother and the kid and the brother and the sister and the dog. But they're all like stick figures. Right? They've got the squiggly. They've got three strands of hair on their body. They look like hangman figures. I'm always afraid I'm going to like pull up behind one of these people at the mall and the parking lot. And the minivan door opens. And these people get out and they actually are stick figures. They look exactly like the sticker on the, the, the figures on the bumper sticker. Be like, damn, man, you guys better get to the drive through Put some meat on those bones, Holmes. Oh, that's okay. We're just going to home do. <laughs> right? Little breeze comes along, blows them all away. They got to wear lead, uh, lead anklets, lead shoes, so they don't blow away because they're like stick figures. All right, what the hell am I talking about? Sounds like I got a stick up my you-know-what. It's r- ridiculous. Um, but do you do you put bumper stickers on your vehicle? 
Do they devalue your vehicle? Do they uh, do they take away from the coolness of your vehicle? I love people that have the uh, bumper stickers that are really opinionated. You know, it's like you know where they stand politically, right? They, they've got the hate stickers. Like they still got the old uh, George Bush was a dumbass or whatever, you know, or Barack Obama. He's the savior of Christ. You know, there's people really make it blatantly obvious that they're either Democrat or Republican. And is that a good thing to do in today's society where people will kind of shoot people for the silliest of reasons? Right? I mean, I'd hate to think somebody gets a drive-by on their ass because they have an Obama sticker or a George Bush sticker or a you know, Mitt Romney sticker or a Sarah Palin sticker. Oh, I just love Sarah Palin. Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love Barack Obama. Not me. <laughs> you imagine like a $1.45 bumper sticker cost you your life? But, right, it's a dilemma because it's like we live in America, so you want to be free to express yourself. It's like, hey, man, hey, I love Obama. I love Palin. Hey. But on the other side, man, there's people that will kill you for less in this country. It always reminds me of, uh, you ever watch a sporting event, like a baseball game or a hockey game, and it's like the final game for the Stanley Cup or the pennant, or it's the NBA final, and it's at the home arena, like everyone's rooting for the Chicago Bulls or everyone's rooting for the, uh, you know, the Los Angeles Kings. Everyone's wearing the jersey for the home team, and then there's like two morons with their faces half-painted, and they're wearing the full-blown jersey of the opposing team from the other city. They they flew all the way from Ohio to come to the final game of the playoffs in uh, Miami, and they stick out like a thor- sore thumb, and when, when their team wins, they're the only ones in a stadium of 50,000 people that stand up and cheer. And I'm like, wow, man, you you might as well you might as well just put yourself on a hit list, man. You might as well you might as well have just hired your own assassin because you can just see the bullets going through the people in the stands right out of their eyes, man. They're just looking at these people like, I'm gonna wait till we get in the parking lot, you know, put that fix you with that red Montreal Canadian sweater, you son of a man, right? I honestly don't know if I'd have the guts to do it. I kind of admire these nimrods that show up and sit in the middle of all the opposing uh, fans and just blatantly flaunt it. It's almost like waving a red flag in front of an enraged bull in an arena. The only difference being you don't have the skills to step around the bull when he decides to charge, so... If these people turn on you in the arena, you're done, man. They know where the enemy is. It's like, gang, you're wearing the wrong color, player. Lean back, player. You're wearing the wrong color, man. This is Miami Heat country, not uh, not uh, Colorado Avalanche, player. I know it's two different sports, but what the hell. Uh, so anyways, it's just good to know we're all on the same team right here 
on the Harlan Highway, right? Except for this next guy. Because it's Friday, I got to do my therapy session. I don't know what team Dr. Ascot plays on, but here we go. Dr. Ascot, how are you? Hello, Arland. Ah, what are we doing today? Arland, today we are doing raspberry therapy. What? Raspberry therapy? Yes, Arland. Oh, boy. How, now, I how the hell does this work? Arlen, what I want you to do is tell a story from your childhood. Oh, not this again. Arlen, I want you to think of a story with some negative connotations. And why? Because I want you to learn to be more positive about yourself, Arlen. And how is this going to work, Dr. Ascot? When you tell your story every time you say something negative, I will give you a raspberry. A raspberry? Yes, Arland. You're going to give me a raspberry? Arland. Oh, God. Can we just get on with this? Start telling the story, Arland. <sighs> okay, uh, when I was uh, 14, I... I was at a dance, I was at a dance, and uh, it was my first high school dance, and I was really nervous. <laughs> what the hell was that? It was a raspberry, Arland. Why did you give me a raspberry? Because you said you were nervous, Arland, and that's negative. Can I finish my story? Proceed, Arland. I was at the dance, and I was nervous to ask this girl to dance, and I was feeling self-conscious about how I looked. <laughs> Would you stop? You sprayed it in my face. Stop doing that. Arlen, it's a raspberry. You were talking about how you were self-conscious, and that's negative. Continue. Well, stop spitting on me. Arlen, it's a raspberry. <sighs> so I was feeling self-conscious, and I went up and asked her to dance, and in the middle of asking her to dance, I hesitated. <laughs> Stop it! Arland, it's a raspberry. I don't care what. Can't you just say something? Do you have to, you're spraying your spit all in my eyes. Arland, you must learn to be positive. How can I be positive when your saliva's all over my face? Arland, continue. <sighs> So I was worried about my hair, and I thought, great, my hair's all messy. It's not washed. Here I am at this dance. She's not going to want to dance with me. Stop it! Stop it! Holland. What are you? Are you insane? Look at my shirt. It's soaking wet, you idiot. Holland, that was negative calling me an idiot. Yeah, and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Stop it! All and be positive, or I will give you a big bushel of raspberries. You know what? Get out of here! Take your raspberries! Go sell them at a fruit stand! Why would I get out of here, Arland? Because I don't like you! <laughs> Stop it! That was very negative, Arland. Stop giving me raspberries! Would you like a blueberry, Arland? Yeah, why don't you give me a blueberry? Well, why don't you say something negative, Arland? Okay, you're a moron. <laughs> oh, my 
God, did you just hawk a loogie in my face? That was a blueberry, Holland. Get out! Out! <laughs> Get out! <laughs> out is negative. Oh, then come in! <laughs> the hell was that for? I just felt like it all and get out <laughs> Good Lord, what a moron. <laughs> get out Thank God the show's over. <laughs> Stop it I'm gonna try and be positive for the rest of this show because if I don't that idiot <laughs> Stop it So it was a wonderful show today, a wonderful podcast, and for more wonderful things, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget this weekend, uh, the 24th, uh, the uh, 30th of uh, July, tonight and tomorrow and Sunday, uh, I will be at the Orlando Improv in Orlando, Florida. I am here. It is a brand new club. Unbelievable. Uh, go to harlemwilliams.com or uh, improv.com. Look for the Orlando Club at improv.com. You can get your tickets and your uh, show times and all that stuff. And then for those of you on the east, uh, on the west coast, look, I'm all discombobulated. <laughs> That's not a negative word. All on. Get out! <coughs> God, your breath smells. All on. <laughs> Stop it! For those of you on the West Coast, I will be at the Ice House Comedy Club in Pasadena uh, August 6th and 7th. It's going to be a great show. Um, and then for those of you uh, who are going into September, September 4th, yours truly will be at the Herbs Theater in San Francisco, California. Go to cityboxoffice.com or harlanwilliams.com. For the information on that theater show where I'll be doing stand-up and sketch comedy, it's going to be awesome. Special guests, uh, get your tickets now while they're still available. It's going to be great. Uh, That's it for today. I'm going to go dry off, uh, get the hair dryer going, and get this saliva off me before I get H121 or whatever it is. (laughs) God, you smell. God. Stop it! Why do I put up with this? Until next time, everybody. This is Harlan Williams. Hope you had a great time. Until next time, chicken chow main, baby.